you know from this week's title, I'm not exactly sure what is about to happen or what we're going to talk about, but it might give the viewers a few ideas. I mean, who could ever know? Who could ever know? As we are here for episode 16 of Jared and Al watch Sailor Moon Crystal. I mean, that's pretty obvious of what we're going to do. We've watched Sailor Moon Crystal. We're going to talk about it. I'm Jared. That's Anladium. Hello. And we're here to talk about Act 16, Abduction, Sailor Mercury. What could happen this episode? Da-da-da. da Clearly nothing bad. I mean, it's a riveting chess game. That's what happens. <laughs> Aggressive chess. <laughs> I mean, we all know that everyone shows up to chess. They have their arms all taped up. They're in like a an 80s onesie swimsuit <laughs> leotard. leotard. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> That's how I always show up to my chess games. I'm just like, what's up? Yeah. Blue tape I mean, everywhere. Just junk's all out on display. Elsa. Elsa. We just have to let it go. Oh my god. <laughs> so this episode kind of begins right as we left off last episode. Where old Sailor Moon's real sad about Mars being gone. I mean, yeah. But also, Chibiusa's been watching them. <gasps> oh no. Shocking. Sailor Moon just like, is after like, What are you watching this? What are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. She's so grumpy. She is. Like, throughout the entire, like, first half of this arc, and until, like, probably, like, three quarters of the way through, she's going to be, like, she's going to be a real character. Like, she's going to be an ass. I mean, it's, it's it's mostly just because, like, she's very jealous and doesn't know how to handle that. Yeah, she's jealous. But, man, she can be a jerk through, like, a yeah, lot of this a, arc. She's kind of a brat. Yeah. We'll see that. We will see that a little bit later on as we talk through this episode. So there is a scene that kind of deals with that specifically. But Chibiusa is like real scared because <laughs> like, it was like came at her with fire and brimstone. And then basically kind of just like doesn't go home and like just hangs out under a, a slide because it's raining and she has nowhere else to go. It was so sad. So Luna like goes to Mamaru's place and is like, "Hey, can you help me out here? Like, this is kind of messed up." She brings him to Chibiusa and he brings her back to his place and like lets her sleep. And then like she's still kind of freaked out, so he tries to calm her down with the tuxedo mask doll. That was funny. The rare appearance of a rose that is actually in in Crystal and in the manga. <laughs> Which I, um, I wonder, because I don't remember exactly, like, where these would line up timeline-wise, time but I wonder if, like, the, if Naoko Takeichi, including that in this chapter, was just, like, an homage to the anime and how much the anime Tuxedo Mask uses roses all the time. Oh, it might be. It would make sense, I mean, like, because this is the second arc. I would assume the the anime had either just started or kind of been going for like a little bit by this point so yeah it makes sense um he's a ventriloquist he's a ventriloquist 
He's such a dad. <laughs> Young dad. Seriously, I, I was I was texting him like he's uh his paternalistic skills are out in full force. Like he he was meant to be a dad. Good job, Mamaru. For once, you're not being a creeper. You're being productive. Yeah, I mean he he's actually being more mature and also less of a craphead than Usagi at this point, which is kind of rare. I mean, I think throughout this entire arc, you're going to see a lot of Mamaru and Tuxedo Mask like try and figure out like who he is and what what his role specifically is with like his with the group in general and it really does good because like you know throughout arc one he was literally useless well and he's also like i don't know who i am i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing he's like no i actually have a purpose in life this is okay and throughout like this arc he's he's finally gonna really come to terms with like exactly like who he is what he does and be able to finally kind of do some stuff but at this point, he's just the babysitter. He's just the babysitter. Uh, yep. We also learned about Luna P. Luna P. Luna P, which is Chibiusa's little ball that looks like Luna. And she hit a button on it, and it told her to to cheer up. Specifically, yep. told her to cheer up Small Lady, which is also Small her name. Lady. Which we learned about, and she's like, my mom gave me that name. Well, and then from then on, like, Mamaru starts calling her Small Lady. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cute. Also, Mamaru is able to see the the necklace she has which has her key on it her key and also supposedly the legendary silver crystal silver crystal trademark copyright restricted tm and he's like hey uh is that a key is that your house key <laughs> that's weird right she's like I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna talk to you anymore that's how i get home so Mummer is basically the, the only one who's able to kind of like coerce like some information out of her just because he's like he's not like yelling at her. He's nice to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he treats her like another human being. It's amazing what happens when you're nice to children. It's true. <laughs> and also, like, it's a good thing that he's like, he kind of realizes at points like he's when he's trying to get information out of her, and she's just like, "No, I'm not gonna say anything." And he's just like, "Okay, you know, I understand. We're just gonna stop there. And if you want to tell me, you can. If not, hey, it's a okay." But he also, at some points, like mentions that she's scared. So right, yeah. Which I think he un- he realizes that, and he's understanding. Like she's mm-hmm. she's a child. She's scared. Like we kind of have to be nice to her and go at her own speed here. It only took two episodes, and Marmor was already having his redemption arc from from last season when he was like for real creeper, creeper, creeper. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Good on you. I don't even like children, and I'm I'm happy for you, man. You're doing a good <laughs> job here. Uh, we go back to the secret base, and I think uh, Minako, Ami, and Makado are just trying to figure out stuff about Shibuya, figure out where Mars is, and Ami's playing chess, and and chess. the others are like, "You can play chess." <laughs> what? Isn't that hard? And Ami's just like, "Yeah, it's 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 a board game, guys." Yeah. It's pretty pretty chill. <laughs> uh, Mamoru brings Chibiusa back to Usagi's place, and Usagi's f***ing pissed. Yeah, she's straight up brat mode. She's such a grump. She is. Like, Chibiusa goes back in. <laughs> Mama Tsukino's like, you want eggs? I like eggs. You want eggs? I like them. You probably like eggs. Scrambled <laughs> eggs. They're good. And, like, the two of them, like, go to a park or something, and Mamoru's like, 
it's gonna be okay. Like you, she's just scared. You kind of like have to be nice to her. And so you're like, you you like her more than me. She's so jealous. And this is like the scene where Mamoru's trying to comfort her. Oh yeah. And in the manga, it doesn't look as bad as it does here, which I think is pro- partially due to like it's being in motion, so it kind of adds a little bit more brevity to it. Yeah, I agree. In the manga, it just looks like. She- She's just real sad, and he's like just kissing her on the forehead, and she's just like, uh, like lackadaisical about it. Yeah. Here, he's he's trying to comfort her, and she just wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, she's actively trying to get away from him. Well, he's being kind of aggressive. Yeah. And I think like you made a good point of like, you know, before we would have criticized Mamoru for being like super creepy. Yeah. In the ways that he was doing this. And what you brought up, or what you argued, essentially, was that, like, they're both in the wrong here. I agree. I mean, I said it, but yes, I agree with myself. (laughs) I hope you agree with yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But I do. I mean, like, once Mamoru realized that she didn't want any part of it, he should have just let it go. Right. Um, I I don't want somebody trying to, like, be all lovey-dovey with me when I'm mad. Yeah. But she's also being a literal brat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that serious, and he's not trying to do anything, like, really harmful to her or anything that really should or would her offend her in a normal circumstance. Because usually she'd be like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. But then, like, this kid comes, and she's like, Bleh! So. <laughs> I don't think Usagi realizes that Mamba is not going to leave her for, like, a child. <laughs> Right, a literal child. She's just mad because they kissed. Inadvertently. And that was accidental. Yeah. And he, and he was upset about it. He was very upset about it. You could see in his face that mm-hmm. he was not happy. But, I mean, it's just weird. Like, they're both at fault, but, you know, character development. <laughs> yeah. Because I'd seen something going around on Tumblr recently just about that, that scene in particular. Mm-hmm. And how people were criticizing Mamoru for it. But I think if you if you look at it with the context of what's going on in that scene in particular and just like the greater surroundingness of the story, like like I think you're completely right where like it's they're both at fault here. Yeah, I think so. Don't do that. <laughs> Told you that cat wanted to be on this podcast. He did want to be on the podcast. Did you hear him? He he totally agrees. He's like you know, Mamoru, he, he could be a creeper sometimes, but hey, they're both bad here. Yep. Anyways, back in, in the Black Moon Clan secret headquarters, where Wiseman's just like, hey, bruh, man, <laughs> what's up, my dude? You make him sound like he's got like a four logo or something. I, I'm pretty much imagining him in his celestial body, like just pounding four loco <laughs> and like all sorts of like weird alcoholic energy drinks he has pre-banned four locos oh snap he is he's he's getting all that energy and alcohol i'm getting crunk (laughs) but anyways uh demand and wiseman are kind of chit-chatting they're coming up with a new plan they're like what are we gonna do with sailor mars and rubies is like i got her in the dungeon because that's a thing we do yeah and we get we get the next four Spectre sister, which now is three, because one of them's dead. We get dead. Berthier. That's a name. That's a bad name. 
And she is going to try and find Rabbit and also challenge Ami. Yep. Specifically, she's really wanting to challenge Ami. Because yeah. Ami, we go back to Ami and she's at school and there's like the scene where like these school, Bouncing. these athletics kids are like, the water is not working. Which in the manga, it totally wasn't athletic dudes. It was like just, I think some girls and like the fountain like, hey, this is weird. It's the, the fountain broke. Yeah. And then Ami like tracks it down to like the specific pipe and the worker's like, wow, kids, you figured it out. How'd you do that? That's cool. Anyways, we're going to fix this pipe. It was really busted. It was really busted. And then here like Bertha shows up and she's like, how would you do that without a dowsing stick? Ooh. That's I'm out of here. sacrilegious. I will disappear now. And you make her sound like a ghost. I mean, she she ghosts out of there. I mean, she does. You're fair. You're, she shows you're up right. there for like a hot second, and then she's gone. And then Ami's like, "Man, you know, I'm feeling real weird. I should go for a swim." <laughs> so she goes for a swim, and then Naro and Usagi are there as well. And she's like, "What? That's weird." This oh, is- the Usagi animation is really funny here. <laughs> and th- this is where you get the force, the force father. Yeah, so in the original English translation from the 90s, um, it it's really weird the way that she phrases it. <laughs> um, so essentially what she's trying to explain is that her dad is a member of the club, but is divorced from her mom. Right. Uh, but... but <laughs> In the translation, she's like, my divorced father is a member of this club. I'm like, what does that even mean? Why are you <laughs> saying it like that? Which, in, when, in the, when they retranslated it, they're like, my parents are divorced, but my father has a membership here. Which, yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, you don't even really need to clarify that they're divorced, but um, yeah, my divorced father. <laughs> like, all right. Way to just throw all your dirty laundry out in the pool. Literally. Hey. Yeah. Anyways, uh, they're out of the pool watching TV, and Bertha is on TV, and she's like, "I'm real good at chess. I challenge you, Ami Mizuno, to a game of chess." Live and on national TV. That's when One Night in Bangkok started playing. <laughs> you don't know that song? I mean, I probably do, but. One Night in Bangkok is from an 80s musical, and it's, it about ch- it's about chess. Of course it is. It's about a chess tournament. God. I think the musical is called Chess, but One Night in Bangkok is a, a jam. Before we started recording, I was talking about how she went down a 90s path of music, and I was just like, that's just your everyday life. What are you talking about? Yes, it is chess. Um, you're not wrong, but... Um, Anyway, One Night in Bangkok is a song that everybody should listen to because it's phenomenal. So we get some aggressive chess play. And I was so confused at this point because I was like, this has a live audience and it's televised. And she's like straight up just airing out the dirty laundry that she's like, you're Sailor Mercury. And like, it was intense. I'm like, why? Why is this happening? You're like, well, they're not mic'd up. So I guess nobody can hear them. Which I'm granted, I doubt they would like include that as like a a detail in this but also like i'm go- i'm basing this off of like footage of chess games that i've seen ah like seen on like highlights on tv and usually 
I don't think you hear the competitors and it's like, here's an overview of the board. Like, you're not there to listen to them. Because usually they're not going to be talking during this. They're going to be, like, well, very focused. Well, that's like, do you have, like, intense talking during chess matches? Because that'd be cool. I mean, granted, I have not, like, watched a lot of high competitive chess, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I was in chess club, but mostly just so I could sleep in the chess club room. <laughs> I mean, I was in chess club as well, but also... But yeah, like, anyways... <laughs> I don't think you get a lot of high competitive talking because they're very like focused and concentrated, but hey, maybe you do. Maybe there's like one guy who's like trying to get under your skin, which is basically kind of what happens here. Bertha yeah, is like yeah. just trying to talk her and it works for a bit and then he was talking, he's like, Go Ami Yeah, she almost goofed real hard. And then Ami's like and, uh, gets her focus back. She's like, I got friends, I'm not alone. The power of friendship compels me. Yeah, and then I she, win at chess. And then she beats Berthier, which we were very much like, just like, it should have, that line should have been like, checkmate. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Berthier runs out, and then she's, she has her droids with her, and Ami becomes Sailor Mercury. We get a new power for Mercury, Shine Snow Illusion, which is just a snowstorm. Snowstorm. And then she tries to take out Berthier, but she gets trapped in a water bubble. Yeah, she can't breathe, and it's kind of scary. Yeah. And then Moon, Jupes, and Venus show up, and Usagi takes out Berthier. Berthier. But Mercury's still trapped in that water bubble. So here comes Ruby again. He's like, hey, remember what happened with Mars? Yeah, same thing here. She's trapped. Nothing you can do. Well, played her. I'm just going to take her. Goodbye. I bet he drinks the four logo with Wise Man. Oh, totally. He says he wears camo pants. Yeah, I was gonna say he wears camo pants. He's no, like Zach Bacon's. He drinks like he drinks like what's the like the real cheap wine like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Oh my god. He drinks that. <laughs> PBR. <laughs> no, he's drinking like he's drinking. Is there which is worse, PBR or like Natty Ice? Oh, Natty Ice. Na- he's drinking Natty Ice. Yeah, yeah. Natty Ice is like the. Drink. He doesn't care that it's cheap. He he likes it for the taste. Oh my god. Which, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm glad it's this is the- our, our head cannons we're making for these characters. <laughs> I mean he wears camel pants. And like I said, the only person I know of that wears camel pants is Zach Bagans, and he's a <laughs> so and he's trying to f ghosts. <laughs> The only, well, I was going to say it's the only one it will, but um, that's not true because he sleeps with a bunch of underage fans. Oh, boy. Anyways. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> Don't want to get sued here. All right. Uh, Zach Bagans. Allegedly. Allegedly does these things, but he does not allegedly f- ghost because that's real. That's totally real. That is on video. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyways, let's uh, let's talk about some changes <laughs> between these episodes. <laughs> and their manga and original anime versions. Uh, the chess match between Ami and Berthier is shorter in the manga because, of course, it is. Yeah. Uh, Sailor Moon does not confront Chibiusa while she and her allies are still transformed. I believe that's in the beginning. Uh, this is what we were talking about last episode. Uh, Motoki discovers the Sailor since, she, since she's civilian identities. And then also, this is something we mentioned uh, last episode that we were going to talk about this week. Uh, Man Crush Boy, mm-hmm. Asanuma. There's a scene with him in this chapter where he's talking about Mamaru, and yeah. he mentions how like oh like oh Mamaru is real smart. He helped me get into the call or the high school we're in, 
and you know we were playing soccer this one time and he ended up hurting his arm like scraping it up real bad i was like oh man we should probably go get you to the nurse but then mamaru just like held his arm his hand over his arm and then managed to heal himself that's strange that is strange which is like that why would that not raise more questions i mean for him it kind of does like next episode specifically Right, but wouldn't you just ask him, like, whoa, buddy, what, what up with <laughs> what that? <the> f- dude. <laughs> right, like, um, that's not normal. Can you give me some type of explanation, sir? But also, it's, like, it's it's character development for Mamoru as well, because, like... Cause, he actually has abilities now? Yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but, like, he doesn't have healing abilities in the first arc, does he? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, not that I remember either. So He like, doesn't use it if he does. Yeah, so, like, that's something that would be kind of important to kind of show here, right? Yeah. I mean, he could legitimately be their healer at this point. It's super... Like, that was... I can, I can understand, like, you know, Motoki not knowing the, the identities. Like, I can understand that, that being cut. But this seems real strange that they would cut it out. I agree. So, I don't know. Uh, here's some changes from the original anime. Uh, Berthier was also reformed by Sailor Moon and the Silver Crystal, so she became a good person. Ami did not possess any hydrokinetic abilities nor any dousing skills in her civilian form. Uh, Berthier actually saw Ami transform into Sailor Mercury before the actual chess match, so that's how she knew who she was. Uh, We talked about that last time. Uh, Sailor Mercury did not possess the ability to create clones of herself, which we saw here, nor did she wear a mouthpiece with her goggles, because I don't think she really ever... Well, she did, but rarely, I think, kind of wore her goggles. And then Shine Snow Illusion was never once used in the original anime. Oh, no! So, yeah, missing out on some cool cool abilities in the original anime. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. so, yeah, we mentioned Mercury's gone. We are down to three. <sighs> it's now a Sailor Trio. Dropping like flies. No kidding. They are dropping like flies. Will the trend continue next time when we are going to discuss episode 17, act 17, secret, Sailor Jupiter? Spoiler alert. Yes. Spoiler alert. There's a secret. There's a secret. Secret, secret. I got a secret. What? 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 That's a song. Is it? Yeah. You didn't know that? It's like a famous song. You should know it. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I'm going to type in these lyrics right now because I can forget who it's from. All right. That's Mr. Roboto. Come on. Oh, okay. God. I'm sorry. I'm You're bad supposed at that to be the expert. I am the expert. <laughs> uh, anyways. We're going to deal with secrets next week and uh, possibly some more abductions. Very, scary. Da, da, da. very spooky, very spooky. Do you have any final thoughts you want to talk about before we, before we leave? No, I'm good. All right. Well, if you want to find more from us, you can go to seasonalamycheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this very podcast, uh, the Seasonal Anime Checkup and Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, and also for some cool columns and reviews that are up on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to anladium.com for her cool stuff like columns and reviews that she has on her site. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. It's a cool place to connect with us. 
and also find the best tweets available on the World Wide Web. True facts. True facts. So yeah, join us next week when we talk about episode 17, Act 17, Secret Sailor Jupiter, and find all the secrets. <laughs>